Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, September 8th, and that means today is the anniversary of Brother Mark and Sister Kim Barnett, as well as the birthday of Brother Joshua Stewart. So we want to wish Joshua a happy birthday and Mark and Kim a happy wedding anniversary. Tomorrow will also be the birthday of Jeremiah Rickard, and so we want to wish him a happy birthday as well. All right. Well, I trust you've been enjoying a good day in the Lord and all of his blessings that come along with that. And, of course, we've had a good week. Now we're getting ready to close down the week as here we are on Friday evening, and that means headed towards the weekend. I hope that means that you're making plans already to be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day and love to have or to give you the invitation to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road, right here in Madisonville, Kentucky. I'll be making more mention of that at the close of the broadcast. Let me also mention some things by way of prayer request. Do pray for Brother and Sister Hall. Brother Hall has not been doing really well. Uh, he's he's managing, and, and the Lord's helping him, but... Uh, yet he's been having some difficulties, and so I want you to pray for him uh, concerning those. He's constantly losing weight and getting choked, and and so they're having some issues with that and potentially want to put in a feeding tube, and so he certainly needs your prayers in that area. They are making plans to come back to Madisonville. They've been in Springfield, I, I would say, most of this year, and uh, been there for quite a while now uh, this last time, but they're planning to come back and, and spend out the rest of their days here, Lord willing. But to keep them in prayer, Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall, both of their health issues. And then we know of several with cancer, and we're praying for them, several preachers' wives and individuals with cancer that we're praying for, and like for you to remember them also in word of prayer. Well, uh, we're going to get ready to go to the message that we began last week. We're going to continue that this week and then next week as well. But first, a couple of good songs. All right, we are looking one more time in the book of Ruth, chapter number two. We've been dealing with this book of Ruth now. This is the second week, finishing up the 10th day of broadcasting, looking at a synopsis of the book of Ruth. We dealt with chapter number one for the entire first week and actually the first day of this week. And now we've been in chapter number two. We're going to complete our reading of chapter two on today's broadcast. Our reading for this message is Ruth chapter two, verses 18 through 23. And we've been talking about Ruth's education. I mentioned there are three points and we've dealt with the first one extensively, the grace that was shown to Ruth. Number two, the grand supply to Ruth. And that was on yesterday's program. We looked at that. Now, today we're going to get to the great surprise of Ruth. You see, Ruth got more than she expected. I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live in the studios of WSOF Radio and the Light and Truth Radio Network. 
All right, we're looking in the book of Ruth, chapter number two, and I was getting ready to start with verse 18 and recognize that it really picks up almost in the middle of a thought. And so let me just, uh, uh, let me give you a little bit of uh, intro into that and and uh, speak to you a moment and then read our text. All right, uh, we're looking in the book of Ruth and actually chapter number one, we called it the chapter of immigration. Uh, you saw the family that left. Bethlehem, Judah, and then the the stragglers that came back. Uh, we see that when they left, it was Elimelech, Naomi, Malin, and Chilion. They came back. Elimelech was dead. Malin was dead. Chilion was dead. Only Naomi was left alive. And then those two boys had married two women, and one of those women made it back, and the other didn't. So out of six people involved in that family, two of them came to Bethlehem, Judah, and the others, as far as we know, died in the darkness of Moab. So there's immigration. Chapter number two dealt with education. And that's what we're looking at now. Education. How that Ruth learned to trust the Lord. Amen. You could say there was an education in what Elimelech did. We could learn from that. We learn what not to do. Amen. Uh, but Ruth learned what to do. Ruth was proved in chapter number one when she was tested. But in chapter number two, she learns to trust and Ruth prospers. Now I want to say this, that faith pleases God and faith blesses those that believe. Amen. Those that believe are blessed by their faith. Amen. And blessed for their faith. Now, let me look at verse number, let's see here, chapter number two, and I'll, I'll go back to verse number 17, and it's talking about Ruth gleaning, and, and yesterday we talked about how that uh, Boaz came and spake to Ruth uh, while that she was there, and we talked about the grace that was shown to Ruth, and we talked about the grand supply that Boaz had. Now we're going to look at these verses and see the great surprise, amen, that came to Ruth. In verse number 11, I mean, verse number 17 of Ruth chapter 2, the Bible said, So she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. Now, I rem remind you again that I mentioned to you that the average gleaner, that, of course, gleaning is not harvesting. Gleaning is picking up the scraps after the harvesting is done. After the people have come in and cut the grain or come in and gathered the fruit or the, gathered the vegetables, uh, then uh, those things that they left missed or dropped. Uh, then the gleaner can get. And the gleaner would get things that many times might have, uh, might have uh, damage to the fruit or the vegetable, and they would maybe be able to salvage half of it. And so they would take that because uh, they're hungry and they're needy, and, and so they would take that and use what they could use. Well, gleaners usually could only expect to get just enough to barely make it by, just enough to get through the day. But Ruth got a 10-day supply in her gleaning. Now, now, why did she do that? Because Boaz had told the men to drop handfuls of purpose. He said, drop a little extra and let her get it. Amen. And he encouraged her. He saw her diligence and he encouraged her by allowing her even more diligence and allowing her an abundant supply. Now, after she had beat that out and gathered together, she went back home, amen, uh, to where Naomi was. Now, look in verse number 18. And she took it up. This is what she had gathered. She took it up and went into the city and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did 
take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be the Lord, I'm sorry, blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabite said, He also, he said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men till thou have, till they have ended all my harvest. In other words, Boaz said to her, uh, you can come back and glean tomorrow. You can glean until they're through with the harvest. Amen. Now look here at verse number 22. And Naomi said unto Ruth her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they may meet thee not in another field. Verse 23. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Amen. Amen. So Ruth, we see here in the field, gets a great surprise. Uh, there's, there's the grand supply. Boaz has got a large field and he's got a large uh, amount of food in that field, but he's also got a large heart. I said yesterday, he not only had a great estate, but he had a great heart. Amen. And we saw the grace that was shown to Nate, to Ruth. Uh, Ruth asked if she could glean in the field and Boaz allowed her to. Amen. God had made provision for those that were in need. Amen. God had made provision that they could get out and gather a little bit. And and even though it took a little bit of work, matter of fact, it took quite a bit of work, quite a bit of backbreaking work, even humbling work, and some means you might say even humiliating work, and yet they were glad to do it because it helped them supply uh, their need that they couldn't supply any other way. Amen. But now Ruth's in that field just trying to get by, and Boaz notices her, and Boaz commends her. Boaz spoke well to her, and Boaz told the men to take care of her. Amen. Boaz quenched her thirst. Boaz fed her a meal. Amen. And Boaz gave her plenty to take back and give to her mother-in-law. Now, there is little doubt that Naomi was shocked, and no pun intended, but Naomi was shocked at the large amount of barley which her daughter-in-law had gleaned. She knew the normal acquirements of the day. She knew that uh, they couldn't expect to get a whole lot, but she also knew the zeal and the diligence of her daughter-in-law. But she understood that there must be something else at work here for her to have come home with such bounty. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I remember when I went to the house of God hungry and thirsty and dry. I remember when I went to the house of God feeling like there was no hope. Amen. Feeling like that, uh, like I was going to hell. I was outside. I didn't understand. I, I knew I was not a part of the family of God. I knew that I was not a part of those that were saved by the blood. And I, I was outside of the grace of God. And I was looking in and seeing the need and longing for the need. And I'd go to church and hear the preaching and seem like I'd just get enough to keep me going another day. But I want to thank God for the day when the Lord spoke to me there in this field. Amen. When the Lord spoke to my heart and He spoke to my need and He caused me to be a thirst for the things of God. And He handed me some parched corn. Amen. And He gave me an abundant supply. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Now, I'm telling you, thank God for the times I go to church now. Sometimes I still go hungry. Sometimes I still go, I'm a little dry. And I can't blame the Lord. I had to blame myself that I get dry and dusty and almost dead. But I'm going to tell you what, the blessing of God, that he'll drop a handful of mercy. Amen. He'll drop a handful of purpose. Amen. Sometimes I'll hear a sermon like the one we heard on the preacher's hour last night as the preacher was preaching about Joseph's brethren. And boy, I'm going to tell you, it blessed my heart as Brother McBride was preaching there. And he encouraged me about the goodness of our God and the goodness of our Savior. I'm telling you, the Lord blessed me. My cup ran over. Amen. And it does that in the house of God. Amen. Many times when we get that gleaning, we're just there to get a little bit. And we don't just get a little bit. We get a lot. Amen. Amen. We get a lot. And I'm glad that the goodness of God worked. Listen, it was not Ruth's zeal. It was not Ruth's ability. But it was the blessings of Boaz that gave Ruth the plenteous that she had. Can I tell you, you go to the house of God, it's not because you've necessarily got a real good preacher. It's not necessarily because you got real good singers. It's not necessarily because you got a real good church, if I could say it that way. I, I thank God for preachers. I'm not belittling them. Thank God for singers. Not belittling them. Thank God for the house of God. Not belittling that at all. But I'm saying this, we at our best state are undone. We at our best state are worthless. But by the goodness of God, by the grace of God, He uses us sometimes to be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. And he uses others to be a blessing to us. And he'll fill our cup and he'll give us a bountiful supply. And so Naomi sees this bountiful supply that Ruth comes home with. And she questions Ruth about where she happened upon such a a large expanse where she'd been laboring that day. And uh, whose field was she in? What was the man's name in the field that she'd in where she'd found such gracious bounty? And at the mention of Boaz's name, Naomi's ears perked up. Amen. Naomi's heart leaped within her because she recognized the name of Boaz. Can I tell you something about Boaz? Amen. Boaz was a man that was born into a family that knew what it meant to be hurt. Boaz was a man who was born into a family that knew what it was to live on the wrong side of the tracks. Although Boaz was a mighty man of wealth, Boaz's mother came from the cursed city of Jericho. Boaz's mother was Rahab. You may remember her as Rahab the harlot. I'm sure Boaz didn't call her a harlot. She was mama to him. He loved her. Amen. I'm glad his dad, Salmon, loved her. Jewish tradition tells us that Salmon was one of those two spies that went into Rahab's house and found shelter there. And she put out the scarlet thread and, and, and she allowed them to escape and she helped them to escape the city. And by that, she purchased salvation, if I could say it that way, by, for her family. When I say salvation, didn't save their soul, it saved their lives. Her and her whole family that would get in her house when the walls of Jericho fell, her house didn't fall. Amen. Her people wasn't obliterated. Her people weren't destroyed. Those of and her family, those that were in her house by the grace of God. That's the goodness of God. Boaz grew up in a house that knew something about poverty. He grew up in a house that though he was rich, he knew something about poverty. Though he was blessed, he knew something about hurt. Amen. Though he was living uh, the people of God and, and, and knew, knew the Lord, yet his mama knew what it was to be from the wrong family. His mama knew what it was to grow up and live wrong. 
and then get forgiveness and get help and find mercy. Thank God. Amen. When Naomi heard the word, the name of Boaz, no doubt in my mind, she said, blessed be he. That's what she said. Blessed be he of the Lord. Amen. Amen. She said, he's blessed of the Lord. He can feel what you feel. He can understand where you're at. Can I say to you, sinner friend, the Bible tells me that we don't have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. We have not an high priest. That's the way it says it. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Listen, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ knows what you're going through. Jesus Christ understands the depravity you're in. Jesus Christ understands the way you feel. Jesus Christ knows the hopelessness of your situation. And he died in your place that you might have everlasting life. Amen. Won't you let him into your heart? Won't you bring him in like Rahab brought in them spies from Israel? Like Rahab trusted them when they said, they made her the promise. They said, if you'll put out that scarlet thread, they said, you'll gather your family in. We'll spare the city. God will spare, not the city, but will spare your house when he destroys the city. I'm telling you, this world's coming to destruction. And there's a lot of people living in such a way, they're destroying their own home. They're destroying their own family. They're destroying their own health. Civilization's falling apart around us. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll bring, you'll allow the Lord Jesus into your heart. You'll bring Christ into your life, if I could say it that way. You'll turn to Christ. You can be saved and satisfied and blessed of the Lord. Well, I've run out of time, but I appreciate you tuning in today. I hope you was as blessed as I was with the message today. And I hope you'll turn to Christ if you don't know him already. Lord, I pray it be so. In Christ's name, amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m., and then the preaching time at 11.05 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 6.30 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.